All right, folks, we're going live. I'm going to share this out right now across a couple of spaces for the people who want to come in. And we'll go here. And I'll also share out to all of the WhatsApp groups. Yay, James is here. Welcome back. I'm Andre in the Flow, based in New York City. We're getting James up. Ah, perfect. This is great. Thanks for coming on. Oh my gosh, any time. Yeah, this is fun. Um, I've been really, really working at trying to build uh, points of connection in the community. I think, hey, come on in, everybody. I think you're based up north, right? Well, uh, I'm in Connecticut, so east, but northeast. Yeah, northeast of me here in New York. Yeah. Oh, and yes, yes, New York, yes. So, like, any, in any way that we can connect us with Minnesota and L.A. and Chicago and all those spaces, I'm trying to, like, where are you, where do you sit on the map? So, anyway, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning into today's community chat with James. Pronounce your last name. Is it Babalaco? Yes, that's it. Babalaco. Italian. Do you come from like a like a deep deep Italian family? Oh, I have no idea. No, not really. Born in Connecticut, parents are from Connecticut, so you know. Tell me about this. Tell tell, tell me about kid uh, kid James. What is kid? What is uh, seven eight year old kid James like? Oh my goodness. Um, like my dad is here. Maybe he can answer this better. But like a ball of energy. Um, like I was obsessed with the cheer girls. I would put on little, like little concerts in our, in our like sunroom and, you know, listening to kids bop. I was very involved in like the Disney side of things growing up. Um, lots of singing, lots of dancing. The dancing was never that great, but it was a, it was a passion. So comments aren't turned off. If we don't mutually follow each other, meaning that I've never met you a day in my life, Hibiscus Ellie too, I'm sure you're wonderful. Um, you're not able to comment unless you're part of my direct community. That's for the safety of me because I dwell in spaces where sometimes the tomatoes are a little larger than I'd like them to be. And I love a good tomato. Tomato's part of showbiz, but that's the reason why. So if you have any comments or questions for James or I today while we're um, filming this podcast and this video podcast, you are more than welcome to throw them exactly where you did into the questions and we'll be more than happy to answer them and include you in the discussion. Um, I, I have to uh, uh, give a shout out to boundaries because some of us don't have them and me not having them in live spaces has opened me up to a lot of uh, interesting exchanges and so part of my process of protecting myself and my guests online is making sure that we only have people that we know in the space. Do you know Hibiscus? Yes, I do. I do. How do you know Hibiscus? I met her through YouTube. She creates, her name is Eleanor, and she creates YouTube videos. And what subject? Like a little bit of everything, music, gardening. Amazing. Ah, uh, okay. Let's see here, if I can get this up. 
Ah, okay. I can't wait. Well, look, DM me, um, Eleanor, and maybe we can have you on for community chat. I would love to hear your story about everything that you do in the world. And hibiscus, while it does drive me out a little bit as a singer, I do enjoy it in my tea. <laughs> okay, so Cheetah Girls takes you um, into music high school, uh, music and high school music programs, or? I don't think the two had correlation, really, but... Um... Just growing up, I was huge into that whole, like, decom side of Disney. Like, High School Musical, that franchise was huge for me. Camp Rock. Even Lemonade Mouth, that was later on in the, in the, thanks, Dad. Later on in the, the years. Um, but as I went into high school, I took all that, like, passion for Disney and music. I got involved in our theater program that we did in the school. So I did Beauty and the Beast my freshman year. I was um, Lumiere, I forgot his name, the candle. Be our guest, Weezy. Um, <laughs> and we did like The Wizard of Oz, Annie, and The Sound of Music. We, it, was, it was a good time. What's your favorite part about um, musical theater and that, that sort of expression? I think having a, a community of other performers was such a, a strong thing for me at the time because first off I was able to express myself but also have a group of people who get me as a person as a performer um, and high school is hard you know those are really transformative years for you as a as a young person so having that tight-knit community was very important to me Amazing, amazing. Uh, tell me a little bit uh, more about what um, the word expression means to you and how that's coming out in your day-to-day -day these days. Mm -hmm. I'm a type four Enneagram. Do you follow the Enneagram numbers? I do. <laughs> yeah. So as a type four, I tend to like close myself off essentially to like hard feelings, if you will. I don't let people know though that side of me like I put up this very um I only let people see the good and you know there's a time and place for the good but there's also a time and place for the not so good feelings because we have both and we have to express them so being a performer really allowed me to let that side of me be seen in in a healthy way all right so now I'm gonna go to the questions um I take the questions from the Prowse questionnaire about 35 questions that we won't get to the, uh, through today, but um, they highlight some of the areas of uh, James that we'd like to get to know. What is your greatest extravagance, James? Like, oh like how do you treat yourself? Okay, so I am, you know, obviously a very creative person. I have this creative flair to me. And one thing I really love to do is kind of like lock myself in a room and just either play the piano or sing to some karaoke tracks. And I feel like having that, that self time where I'm able to just feel the music and be present in that, it's, it's something unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. What words or phrases do you most overuse? Literally. Every other sentence I'm like, that literally is a lot. Like literally, what are you doing? And like as well, like and literally all the time. Amazing. Now that I said that, you're going to catch on. It's going to be like, take a shot every time. <laughs> take a shot. Look, look, I love a good Absolutely. drinking game. Yeah. Well, what talent that you, you're a very talented singer and amazing teacher. And we're going to talk in a little bit um, about 
vibe with your voice and your one-on-one -on -one coaching programs, all of those things. But if you weren't singing and you weren't emoting in the theatrical ways that you do, what, what talent, what other talents would you like to have? I've always wanted to be good at gymnastics. Like it's something that I never tried to get into. I could do a cartwheel here and there, but I'm not by any means someone who is either flexible or able to do crazy things with my body, you know? So the idea of doing gymnastics, I think that's so impressive, so cool. Those people have so much respect in my book for me, but I don't know, that's just a lot and I don't see myself doing it. But. I would love to do it one do day. Do you do you do a front roll? Or do you tuck? Do you, like do you, do you do anything like that remotely? No, I mean I could try, but I'd probably hurt myself in the process. What do you consider your greatest achievement so far? Um, we finally found out that he is in uh, his mid, lower mid twenties. Tara, Tara, we were Tara and I were uh, taking votes about how old uh, you were and your early 20s um, still. And so there's so much to accomplish in, uh, in the living of a life in just a day or two, or, or it, like life comes at you fast. What would you consider to be your greatest achievement up until this point? Oh my goodness, this is crazy. So in my 23 and a half years of life, there's been, there's been so, many, so many standout highlights. Um, one of them being when I was, I think I was 12 or 13 and I auditioned for the American Idol experience in Orlando for Disney. And the way it works is they have a few shows a day and then they pick a winner from each show and they compete at the end for like this final prize. And the winner gets to go to like the front of the line for their American Idol edition. Mm -hmm. And I sang, um, it was a Michael Jackson song, it was a Jackson 5 song. I want you back. And I think that was like the biggest crowd I've performed in front of. There was like confetti, it was this huge deal. And I ended up getting their ticket for that for the show, which is super exciting um, and super crazy. Um, so I think that's one of my like highlights. Um, another one just being the fact that I decided to start my business. You know, I've always wanted to teach. And before the pandemic, literally right before the pandemic, I was like, this is going to be a job for me. So sitting down and having that, those structures being put in place, I think that was such a big accomplishment, especially um, I'm so young. So you mm -hmm. know, knowing what I want and going for it. Now you recognize that no one gets to where they, uh, where they're going in life alone. Um, I'm sure that you have friends. What do you value the most in your friends and your associates? Yes. Well, for friends, I want to say the most important thing is just people who are available and ready to listen and support mm -hmm. you. Um, people who are genuine in their intentions. Uh, do you have a story in mind of when you felt truly cared for by a friend? Is there a moment in life that comes up for you when you felt heard and seen by a dear friend? Yes, this goes out to Michelle, my best friend since middle school. I absolutely love her. Um, we have these traditions that we do. We don't get to see each other often just because life is crazy. But when we do, we make sure it's a special moment. We go to our diner, it's the same diner every time. And we give each other recaps on everything that's going on, the good, the bad, the crazy, the messy, which there's been a lot lately of the messy. But, um, we can get into that later, but 
but um just having that time together and just letting everything else kind of fade into the background and just being completely present with her is so it just it means the world to me and i just cherish it so much my bacon and cheese <laughs> the bacon egg and cheese yes i get the same thing every time wait is it on a bagel or is it on toast or what do, what do you it depends whatever they give me sometimes it's on a bagel sometimes it's on regular bread i'm not are you one of those people though that puts like salt uh salt and pepper and ketchup on your bacon egg and cheese or do you leave it alone no i leave it alone Okay. I'm like, I'm that's, trying to, no, I just eat it. That's the thing in New York where people put salt, pepper, and ketchup on their bacon, egg, and cheese. And I think that's blasphemy. I just want the bacon, the egg, and the cheese, and, and, the, and the carb block that it's. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. How would you like to die? Speaking of carbs and calories and. <laughs> you know, this is going to sound so dark. <laughs> Forgive me for putting this on the internet. But. If I had to choose the way I was gonna die, it would be by like, like Jason Machete or like Michael Myers. Like it would have to be in true slasher form. Like if I died, I wanted to be something interesting. <laughs> like I don't want a slow, painful death and I don't want to like, I don't know, like go out by getting hit by a bus or something. Like I want something that's gonna be like, holy fuck. Like I want something Dramatic. But like, but like horror, like horror film worthy, like yeah, like I, I want it to be like worth the movie. <laughs> I mean, quick and easy, yes. Like I don't want to feel anything, but like if Michael Myers came at me, like that's pretty iconic. It's the mental illness for me. But <sighs> I love how your whole life uh, is like, it's like you're like the little kid. Are you remember like Willy Wonka references? You're like yeah. the kid that lived in the TV. Because yeah. You want to be Cheetah Girls, um, you know, growing up. You want to die in this in a slasher film style. So yeah. <laughs> there's a theme of TV. Yes, I'm very connected with like my TV shows and movies. I I'm just obsessed with just entertainment in any way I could take it in. I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> we got a question on the floor coming from the audience. Um, what has helped you stay connected with friends who move away? Literally just FaceTime, texting and calling, um, just going the extra mile to, to send that text. It takes two seconds, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Hibiscus, um, we have, we're currently reiterating and restarting ways in which um, we coalesce within my community on Instagram. You know, there's a lot of things to scroll through and reels are all the rage and moving you know i feel like they're shrinking our attention span down to like five and you know six and seven seconds but then there are ways in which we can use the internet which are all you point to facetime and texting the internet I, I i personally don't understand how anybody when people say to me i miss you i'm like how <laughs> I, yeah i mean i just i Yesterday, in fact, I haven't talked to this girl in like two years, but I saw a picture and I was like, wow, I really, I really let our friendship slip away. What did I do? I sent her a text message and it was like, nothing happened. So like, it's never too late. It's, you know, it's 2022. We have all the possibilities at our disposal to take advantage of. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agree. Agree. Um, 
Okay, so we're gonna stay in the in the in the in the death pile of the boxes. You don't seem to be afraid of talking about death. Some people are like gravely afraid of talking about how it ends, and you know they don't want to even you know contemplate it at all. But if the if what's his name, Michael Myers? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Michael, the one with the knife. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis. You don't watch horror movies. He's not like, my not my Jesus. <laughs> he said. No, no, no. Not my Jesus. And so, but if, if he were to get you and Jamie Lee Curtis and her and her um, yogurt that helps you poop, uh -huh. um, in activity. The, activity. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would, what would you come back as? Oh my God. I, I couldn't come back as anything other than myself. I like, I don't want to be anything else. I mean, like, what would I be? Who would I be? I don't know. Uh, do you feel like you hit the jackpot by manifesting as you? I guess. I guess so. I mean, lots of lots of bad, but also lots of good that you know comes along with with being James. And I don't I don't think I could give that to to anyone else. Right, right, right. Chicken tenders and applesauce. Yes, chicken tenders and applesauce, y'all. Try it. It's so good. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about um, vibe with your voice. Where did that come from? Why does that excite you? And how do you think it can be a benefit to the people that you serve in the world? Yes, I vibe with your voice. It started off as a little program for my one-to-one -one voice students that I teach voice lessons with. But as I was starting to create it, I realized that, wait a second, this is not really for them. This is for everyone else who doesn't have the time for voice lessons or can't afford voice lessons, that type of thing. Um, it's really about getting rid of that self, um, that inner critic when it comes to singing and leaving that external validation behind. I feel like because I went to school for music, there was this expectation to be a certain type of singer and I lost myself throughout those four years. And I ended up walking away from my degree the week before graduation, I completely switched my major, I canceled my senior recital, because I did not see myself aligned with the performance element of it. And for me, this program is really about, you know, discovering yourself as an artist and standing firmly in it, you know, learning to vibe with your own voice and let the other people's opinions kind of melt away in the process. So it's a 90 minute workshop. And you're going to get some one-on-one -on -one time with me. And there's also a little bit of a lecture-based section in it. And I just, I'm so excited for it. I mean, and, and what would be the biggest thing that you'd want your students to take away with them as, you know, as they left at the end of the 90 minutes? That you are in control of your voice. Like the sounds that you create, that's up to you. And your perspective of the sounds, that's also up to you. So if you don't like something, you're always able to change it. You can work on it. Um, and that the sounds you make are very different from who you are as an artist. Like they're two completely different things. So an artist who is amazing can make sounds not so amazing. And that does not make them less of a great artist, if that makes sense. So separating the two and standing in that. Love it. What's your favorite part of the artist's development process? I want to say, for me, it's, it's that songwriting process. It's figuring out what you want to say, your story, your messaging, because that's the part that 
that people usually feel the most connected with. And if you have a strong message in your music, marketing it comes a lot easier because you know who you're trying to connect with and you know the story you're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what are your favorite stories to tell? For me personally, I can't say any other stories other than my own. And if you follow me, you're going to be getting a sneak peek at my stories because I've been doing a lot of work on my, you know, captions, making sure more of my personality is coming through on them. I feel like as a, as a social media person, as a coach, as a teacher, my social media content has turned into very like educational, very try this, do that. And going forward, I've been trying to step away from that a little bit and tell more stories. So you'll get a little sneak peek on that. Just like the, um, like the college story. I love it. I love it. All right, we're landing, we're landing. I'm a former flight attendant. So this is where I'm gonna tell you to put your seat backs up and your tray tables up. We're coming in for final landing. Um, what is lighting you up the most these days? We've gone through so much in the last two, two and a half years of this pandemic. Um, we still, you know, we're encountering immense recession. And for a lot of people in the country, things are not so on the up and up. Um, what is the thing that's kind of causing your light on the inside and, and helping you move forward personally? Hope, optimism, as we were talking about um, earlier before the call. I feel like right now I am in such a transition mode in my life you know I just graduated a little over maybe a year and a half two years ago around there and I'm looking for apartments now so my first real apartment and I have a new job I start tomorrow as a congratulations teacher, teacher. yes thank you um, so there's so many moving parts and I'm optimistic I'm hopeful and it's scary, but it's also super exciting. So that's what's getting me going. That's amazing. That's amazing. Where can people find out more about you and, and check in with you on the World Wide Web? Yes. www.jamesbavalaco.com. That's in my bio on Instagram if you don't want to type it out. Uh, but right now I'm mainly hanging out on Instagram. I post YouTube videos every week, but Instagram is where you can find me at at James Babalaco. And people should come looking for you if they are in need of fill in the blank. A voice teacher, or if they're looking to start marketing their music. Perfect, perfect, perfect. James Babalaco, everybody, thank you so much for coming to our community chat. Um, if you'd like to hear more about James and tap in with James and private conversations behind the scene on the island, you go to andreforhire.com, andresteth.net, uh, or just hit us up in a private DM on uh, Instagram. Neither James or myself or the community bites too hard. And we love um, to meet new people and people who are, who are on an upward path towards whatever the universe has for them. So thanks for coming, James. And hopefully you'll come back sometime soon. For those of you listening to the Love City Arts podcast, and you've been listening to folks like Carl and Tara and now James, Thank you for listening in. We have uh, listeners from all over the world, New Zealand, Australia, India, Canada, the U.S., you name it. And so we're so thrilled to introduce James to our community and also hopefully have you back sometime soon. Yes. Yes. All right. See you, everybody. Bye.
Thank you so much for being here. I'm gonna give some shout outs here to Simbalao. Hi. Um, we've got some comments here. Uh, Hibiscus says, I'm also in transition phase, finishing grad school by the end of the year. That's amazing. I remember when you first started grad school and how worried you were about it. I'm, I'm so glad that you're, you're finishing up. Thanks, Dad. Thank you, Dad. That's amazing. And then um, we got a little bonus question here for the pod. Um, what helps you quiet down that inner critic? Okay, so that's a lot of things. First off, separating yourself from the inner critic itself is something that I like to do. I like to say, this is what I'm thinking right now. This thought belongs to my inner critic. This does not belong to me. So I have this voice in my head, it's not me, and it's trying to convince me about this thought. Do I choose to believe it or do I stick with my guns and figure out something that does serve me? Mm, 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 mm. I love that you recognize that the inner critic thought that you have does not belong to you. It belongs to that part of you that rejects you. Mm. Yeah. And so you not internalize it like, well, I feel criticized by this because it's me. That that has no place, it sounds like. Yeah. And of course, I do get stuck in my self-pity parties, you know, type four, and I'm replaying on, on that same thought over and over. But once you're able to identify that it's the inner critic talking and it's not really you, then you're able to, you know, process it and do that work. I love it. I love it. Last question I have that came from that, where do you get your calm from? my calm. Well, you see, I like to think of it kind of like a heart rate monitor that's constantly going <laughs> And at this point, I'm just not trying to flatline. <laughs> but hear me out. So um, it's about finding the consistencies in life, like the things that are always happening and really relying on them. Like, for example, right now I'm with friends and they're absolutely incredible friends. So just having them in my life has, has helped me, you know, find that peace a little bit more when there's that external craziness factor. You know, they're the, the beat. Does that make sense to that? They're, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then when the inconsistencies come up, just know that they're temporary. Like they suck in the moment and sometimes they'll hurt, but... You got to work your way through them. I love it. Hibiscus says, that's really helpful, James. This summer, I realized a lot of authority figures' voices uh, were my inner critic. Yeah. We have um, a huge people-pleasing element to our personalities um, as humans. And sometimes we internalize the voices of people who we value and respect a little more than we value the, the voice inside of ourselves. I'm right there with you on that, yes. All right, folks, thank you so much for being here and you'll hear yourselves and your questions and all of this. Remember, this was never meant to be and will never be the Oprah show. She has her own thing going on or Maury or any of those other things. Um, I just wanted to create opportunities to hear other voices. My voice is very heavy on the island because I started it six years ago. And so the more that I can have Carl and you and Sunflower and Tara stop by, 
um, then I'll learn things as well here and we'll grow as a community together in the metaverse. So thanks again, James Bavalaco, for coming. Check him out, jamesbavalaco.com. And I can't wait to get to know everyone else. Uh, Hibiscus, please send me a message if you'd like a private invite to the island, if you think that your energy would align with a group chat and positive quotes and messages and, and lots of inspiration. We would love to have you there as well. All right, folks. Hey. Have a good one. I'll hit you up, James, after this to say thank you and all of that um, on the back end. Okay. See you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody.